On today's episode of the Fasting Below Average podcast, we welcome Barstool Kate. Kate is currently a podcaster and a blogger for Barstool Sports and their military segment, Zero Blog 30. Prior to her time at Barstool Sports, she was in the Marine Corps where she served on a female engagement team, and after her time in the Marine Corps, she wrote for both the Duffel Blog as well as Comedy Central's The Daily Show. Uh, we had a really great time with her, and we hope you guys enjoyed the interview as much as we enjoyed recording it. So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful Welcome to Thin Air. What's going on, everybody? We are so happy to bring you a wonderful interview. Hopefully, it hasn't happened yet, but uh, today <laughs> we have the very lovely, the very smart, uh, the very brave, and the hilarious Barstool Kate. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm excited to be talking to you guys. I've followed your Instagram page and the site for a while, so it's cool to be talking to you. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know what's staying out there, uh, Kate it does work with Barstool Sports right now, but that is just one of the many hats that she has worn in her uh, in her young career. Not Not too young. Not but too young. I'm great for <laughs> and we don't even know your age, so whatever. <laughs> Honestly, I'm starting to get a beard. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's we're getting personal, and we're only about a minute and a half in. <laughs> you can guess from there. Yeah, we'll see where this goes. So, um, I guess what we'll just kind of do is talk a little bit about, um, you know, your careers. This is a military podcast. Uh, so you were in the Marine Corps originally, and you went to uh, to college for a few years, and then you went to the Marines. Is that correct? That is true. Um, I went to Indiana University of Pennsylvania in Western PA for three and a half years, and then I dropped out over Christmas break to join the Marine Corps. Wow. Uh, it was, yeah, Merry Christmas, Mom and Dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was one of those things where I went to school on a field hockey scholarship, and then I discovered rugby, and I like wanted to be Animal House. And Uh, it was also always in the back of my mind, like if I was going to graduate with like shitty grades and a communication degree. And I was like, if you do that, like you'll never, cause the Marine Corps was always in the back of my mind, but everyone always said, Oh, you're too goofy. You're too weird. You're too whatever. Like the Marines would kill you. So, um, it was one of those, like I was home on Christmas break and it was like an hour and ever. Uh, so I just went into the recruiting office and the guy like was about to give me the spiel and I was like, no, no, you can just sign me up. I'm good. (laughs) I think that's funny because, and maybe we can talk about this more a little bit later, but so many people have misconceptions about what you either need to be to go into the military or what, like, they expect you to be or expect you to become. And in reality, there's, like, people of all walks of life and every uh, that go into the military. So it's kind of funny. Absolutely. Yeah, I was, like, shocked by because I had that idea in my mind, too. And I got there and I was like, oh, there's a whole bunch of dorks here like me. It's fine. <laughs> so. so after you finished up, um, your guys is, is you guys call it basic or is it just boot? I know that's like the whole thing. I got to get used to some of the Marine terminology. It's just one of the things I don't know, but, uh, it's like, 
Uh, my co-host on Zero Block 30, Barstool's Mill Podcast, he can remember every detail, every term, and I'm kind of like floating along. But yeah, we called it boot camp. Um, and there are, yeah, that is one of the hugest differences. You'll talk to graduates from the Air Force Academy, and we have this little book called Contrails, and they will remember every quote from it from the class of like 1959. And I'm like tripping over to get through the Pledge of Allegiance, so that's hilarious. <laughs> they also They also didn't have YouTube and Facebook when they went through, so... That's they didn't think they had anything else to do. But. It was their only outlet. That's right. Yeah. That's all they had. Yeah. So from what I so from what I gathered, uh, you went on from there and you became an MP, right? Yes. Uh, I always have to. I'm like, but but I wasn't like the arresting kind. I was just <laughs> I was field uh, side for MP. Next, for the next five minutes, I was just gonna like like grill you. Like, how dare you pull people over? <laughs> <laughs> like, I actually got pulled over by the MPs quite a good amount myself, so I feel that pain. Um, but yeah, it was a field side MP. So, you know, just training to go train the MPs of other countries. Uh, if you've ever seen the Afghan jumping jack video, that sums it up pretty much. Uh, so, nice. <laughs> yeah, but it was good. I got to, um, my first deployment, I was on one of those female engagement teams in, uh, an area called Marja in Helmand province. Uh, that was 2010. And then I went to physical security school. Uh, so that was my second deployment was much more of the like, coffee, bean, and tea leaf, getting a large pizza every night, like still in Afghanistan, but very different deployment than my first. So probably like the worst quarters you could get in the Air Force. <laughs> yeah. The biggest concern was diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> like, how did you find the female engagement team? Because at that time, like women weren't in combat roles as much. So I know you kind of, I saw it in an interview you did uh, where you talked about you wanted to be in the front lines. And so with some of that, we saw you you were going like patrols and stuff, right? And me. Yeah. So they, um, it was almost like a draft. They, when it was time for our field MP unit to deploy, the staff NCOs were like picking teams because they were going to get attached to infantry battalions all over Afghanistan. And they were like, so-and-so is going to this group. So-and-so is going to this group. And at the end I was standing alone and they were like, well, hate to tell you this, but because you're a woman, you can't do this deployment. And I was heartbroken because I had trained with them for years and I, they were my brothers and I wanted to be part of it too. And I was so upset uh, that one of my staff sergeants, um, Staff Sergeant Fager was like, I'm going to find a way to get you over there. And right around that time, the female engagement team had started, which was the Marine Corps first, all from officers all the way down, um, all women only. I think there was like 42 of us. And we basically trained the infantry and then we got sent out split into groups of two um, amongst the infantry battalions all over Afghanistan. So I got to stay with three, six and two, nine the whole time. And this little village, well, a couple little villages all around Marja. And it was really quite the eye opening experience. Um, and like you said, women weren't allowed outside the front line. So in our reports, I couldn't say I was on a patrol. I had to say I was gathering atmospherics or I was doing this or that. I had to change the wording and at one point, we were actually called back to Leatherneck by Congress while they debated on whether or not we were allowed to go back out. Um, and so they they finagled us so that we could. So yeah, it was a, it was a whole big thing. Not to get too much into like the politics behind it, but is it kind of weird to be? So it sounds like you were kind of in the action or you know working your way into it while it was still a debate, uh, kind of with the higher ups. So is it kind of weird to be like one of the people who? you know, is actually the person being affected by the rules and regulations that they're putting in. And you don't really probably have too much of a voice. So I'm like, Hey, this is actually what I want to do. 
Yeah, it, it was very strange. And especially hearing other people tell you what, what you can't do and what the biggest dangers are when you've experienced it. And you're like, actually, that's not true at all. But no one's listening to me. Like, yeah. we, can, we can go a long time without a shower. I did it in college before I even joined the Marine Corps. Like we can, you know, we're not in constant danger of attacks by men. Like all these, these awful reasons that people put up and no, the guys don't feel a special need to like ignore the patrol because they're busy protecting us outside the wire. Like that does not happen at all. Um, so yeah, like all the arguments that were against us being out there, you know, we're like, no, none of these things are true, but no one seems to listen kind of thing. So if there is anything that you can tell us, what was maybe one of the most uh, one of the experiences that it seemed like you threw any like villagers off or any people in the city, like when you were out there, was there anything where they were like, Holy shit, that's a woman. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> all the time, all the time. Um, they called me Miriam, oh, Miriam, Miriam. Once they figured out I was a woman. Um, and we asked them about it and they said, the, the men said they saw me as like a third sex. Like I wasn't <laughs> quite a woman and I wasn't, quite, wasn't quite a man. I was like in between. Um, but yeah, they absolutely loved it. They didn't care if I, cause we took all these cultural classes and, oh, they're going to need you to wear a headscarf. And no, they didn't care at all. They just got a kick out of seeing a woman wearing pants and, and, how, and how pale my skin was. They got a kick out of that too. But like the women loved playing with my hair and, uh, sometimes the men would be in a Shura. So it would be just me, my partner, this, another woman I was with and the women in a back room and the burkas would come off. They'd turn on music. They were smoking cigarettes they had cell phones they were putting makeup on us and like so we would have to patrol back through these dangerous areas looking like Mimi from the Drew Carey show with like all this shitty makeup on our faces like but yeah it was, it was a really really cool experience so then you finished up and you you had two deployments um over to Afghanistan and then afterwards you came back did you hit a crossroads and was it kind of like eh, I need to list or I'm gonna get out or what kind of happened after that uh, for me, it was never a question. I knew it was something I wanted to do, but it was never something I wanted to do for life. Um, so I just did my, I was actually in a five-year contract. You're like, Oh, what's another year at the time. And then year four comes and you're like, Oh my God, I have another one. Um, but I absolutely loved it. Loved everybody that I met along the way. But when it was done, I was like, and I'm done and I'm out. Um, and I knew I wanted to finish my degree and, um, I loved to write and I loved comedy. So I knew I wanted to weasel my way in somehow with that. I didn't know quite how, but, um, but yeah, so no, that was definitely the plan all along. Awesome. So then you went on to Fordham, correct? And then, um, did you start immediately? So how did you kind of get it? Cause that's one thing that a lot of people, especially at the Air Force Academy, when they get out after their five-year commitment or whatever their commitment may be, they think, oh, well, you know, what's my job going to be? It's got to be related somehow to the military. And I think uh, even a lot of enlisted people, it seems like they get into that trap, especially like MPs. They'll be like, oh, I'll go be uh, or like security forces for us. They'll be like, oh, I'll just go be a cop or something like that. Um, did you feel like you had to do anything special or did you kind of like get into creative writing programs or what did you do that kind of got you apart? Or was like you said, it was never a question that you want to do something else. Um, but how did you kind of break out of that mold? Well, man, I, I was so lost at first. Like I knew I wanted to get, but how the hell do you get into that world? And how do you make things happen for yourself like that? So, um, the first goal was just to finish school. And so while I was in school, uh, I tried to, and you do the first couple years after you're out, like hindsight. So 2020, I was a very different person than I am now. And I tied my identity so tightly with being a veteran 
Um, I definitely drank the Kool-Aid really hard. I was probably that like bearded guy ranting in my car uh, for, for like the first couple of years. Like really. Um, but your grunt style t-shirt on and your monster energy drink. Oh, absolutely. Yes. The big, uh, <laughs> the big skull sticker on the back of my truck, my lifted punisher, the truck, the punisher. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, uh, so while I was in, it was called the mission continues now slightly disgraced because of Eric Greitens, the uh, Missouri governor who yada, yada tied a lady up in his basement. Whoa. Um, but <laughs> Hey, Oh, but anyway, the, they, yeah, they linked veterans up with volunteer community or like volunteer opportunities in their community. So while I was at Fordham, I was doing, I think you had to do like 20 hours a week or something of volunteer. And while I was doing that, John Stewart at the daily show reached out and, uh, they were looking for New York city area veterans who were like communications or English or this or that, um, creative. And, uh, it was because I chose to do like volunteer stuff that that opportunity came my way. So I had, it was more of an externship. It was only like once a week, but you got to go into the show and pick the brains of the producers, the cameramen, the security crew, like any job at that studio, you could go and pick their brains and they were the nicest people on the planet. Um, and like John Stewart would come in carrying the pizzas himself and like hang out and talk to you and let you ask him questions. And that like sitting in the writer's room, all of a sudden I was like, I know what I want to do now. Like that kind of lit a fire under my ass. And, uh, after that I started doing sketch and stand up and improv in the New York city. And, uh, I also started <laughs> bugging Paul from duffel blog all the time and being like, here's another, like, bring me on, please, please. Here's another great idea that they all sucked. But um, eventually, so eventually I started writing for Duffelbog, um, and then I got a job at Comedy Central through the Daily Show externship, and it thinks the ball just really got rolling from there. So it was a mix of luck and timing and bugging people and, <laughs> and all yeah. sorts of things. I actually, and just because I feel like it might be kind of uh, archived at this point a little bit if you don't go back and look, but I just want to go over a few of the titles of some of your duffel blog uh, posts that you had that I was almost in tears in <laughs> the titles. Uh, this one is perfect for people who wear flight suits, especially uh, change of command. Fart leads to change of boxers. <laughs> that was an awesome one. Um, soldiers discovers cheat code to sharp training video game. And that's our, um, uh, our Sark stuff. So that's like doing CBTs and everybody's always looking ways to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is especially for like pilot training bases. MTV's Pimp My Smoke Pit creates cool new space for Marines. Everybody who knows that the, the foreigners love uh, smoking cigarettes. And then my favorite, and probably a favorite to all pilots out there, the F-16 to the KC-135. I thought we had something magical. A little <laughs> a little like refueling uh, romance there. So I love those. Those are absolutely hilarious. Um, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and so now I, I think the story. So, from what I gathered, and actually, uh, truth be told, Kay, I don't know exactly if we're going to put this in there. Is it? But is it true that the way you got linked up with Barstool was from the Calzone thing? Yeah, that's. It. Can that's, I say? It, can I say it? Yeah, you can tell the story. I mean, we'll see. I might have to cut it down for a little bit of the content, but yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and and tell it. Yeah. Well. Um, so. Well, I had been at Comedy Central for a little over two years, and then I kind of hit a slump. Uh, like, I got my heart curb stumped pretty hard, and I was just kind of lost. Like, I wasn't moving ahead at Comedy Central, and I'm like, what am I doing? And, you know, you think you're so original in comedy, and then you see everybody else doing the same thing, and you're like, ah. So 
tail between my legs. I went back down to Philly where I'm from, um, back to my family and friends and everything. And I kind of gave up. I was working concessions, uh, at the, the Wells Fargo center where the Sixers play. Um, but I kept writing for duffel blog who most amazing people ever side note. Uh, and I kept just trying to make my Twitter funny whenever I could, like, I actually, this is so pathetic, but like I put a lot of effort into my Twitter at the time. And I was like, I don't know, but you never know what it'll lead to. So, um, but without trying at all, I got a calzone one day and I was going to school for dental hygiene. I was like, I guess I'll be a dental hygienist. I don't know. I just picked it out of the blue. And, uh, yeah. So I'm down in the dumps. I go to get a calzone and it came out and it it was a vagina. I mean, (laughs) the perfect shape. It was like cracked open in the middle of cheese coming out. There was a pepperoni button on the top. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) So I didn't know that one of the writers here, who's also a Marine, he has a, continual blog where he finds like butt and penis and vagina shaped foods. And so somebody tagged him in it and he started scrolling through my Twitter and he was like, Oh, she's kind of funny. Um, he saw, I wrote for duffel blog. So he's like, we'll have her on our podcast. And after I was on there, he asked me to, could you do our social media? And so I started doing that for free for a few months and then I started to get paid for it. And then I started bugging chaps. I'm like, can you let me write something? Let me write something. Let me write something. And finally, I started to, they started to let me write stuff. And then it took probably almost, almost a year until I was brought on full time, but keep bugging people. That's my advice. Don't give up. (laughs) That's awesome. Actually. Yeah, I do remember it. So I, it was me that sent you, I went to the masters this year and I sent you that video of John Daly at the masters. And I do remember sending it to your email. And so that's like too funny that that was even you back then. Yes. Yeah. that's awesome. Well, um, yeah, congratulations on all of your successes, uh, so far. That's a really amazing story. And like, really seriously, um, you know, I know we're military as well, but we really can't thank you enough for, for your service. It's, it's just awesome. It's, it's great. I I personally just think it's so cool to see people, like I said, uh, you know, get out and break the mold and do stuff. That's really, really cool. Cause after, I know it's kind of easy to stay in your comfort zone of doing whatever you did in the department of defense, uh, when you get out, but you know, and I, I think you can be almost better uh, in the, the civilian sector when you really get out of your comfort zone. So Absolutely. Awesome. And like whether you want to have veteran tied to your identity or not or whatever, whenever I see a veteran succeeding, like whatever branch they're in, I feel like a crazy old like alumni who's like super proud of like, woo, woo, woo. yeah. So it's always I think it's cool what you guys are doing. Um, I have so many questions for you guys, but I, I know uh, we would love to have you on Zero Blog 30. We could do a switch. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do you mind if we get into a few more things? Uh, so we did delay this. We wanted to start out and give you, um, you know, every Marine's favorite thing to do whenever I meet somebody, especially with one of the desert storm hats or older, uh, <laughs> just, just calling us the chair force. You want to do that for like a minute or so? What's up? what's up nerds? Yeah. What's up? There you go. What's some of this, what the pog? You didn't even know how to say it. <laughs> it's always online. It's always in. It's always in some like like weightlifting forum that someone's calling someone that. So it's also like ninety percent of the acronyms in the in the Air Force where I know what the, they're intended to mean, but I don't even know what they stand for. Oh yeah, I, I don't either. It's okay, but I will say like <laughs> Marines like love to rip on everybody. No offense, everybody loves to rip on Air Force, but then as soon as you see a plane going by or like. As soon as you get to a chow hall with awesome candy, we're like, fuck yeah, Air Force. I don't, I, I don't understand the animosity. You guys that's get why, get us That's played. why we're pumped for the Space Force because it's going to push all the uh, you know, all the animosity on, on over to them. 
I'm, I would like to be in the Space Force. I'll sign up for that. Um, I have I have another question. Uh, hey, where can I get a pair of uh, Mars socks? I keep hearing about those. They sound really comfortable. Uh, you have to get an older Marine to knit them for you. Okay. They're like 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 wool, like lanolin or something? Lanolin with yeah. two little pleats in the front, perfectly crisp. Yeah, so they're, they don't just give them out to anybody. Sorry. Okay, uh, and then we have one other thing. Will you? Would you mind playing a little game with us? Yes. Okay, so we have something at the Air Force Academy. I personally never got it because I was kind of an idiot, but uh, it's called the soups list, and it's when you're uh, – so there's three components. It's academic, athletic, and military. If you excel in all three of them, you get to wear this little nerdy badge, and it's kind of what our logo is based on. Um, and so what we've done in the podcast is turn it into, uh, basically just a top three ranking. So like our top three of something, Ooh. and we wanted to do a top three soups list of Marines with you. If you wanted to do that. Oh, okay. I'm down. Um, you mind if I go first, please. Okay. So, uh, my first Marine is, uh, penguins. It's Marine life. Ah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, <laughs> Let me see here. My favorite would be, uh, I'm cheating. I'm looking up famous people named Marina <laughs> on my laptop so I can one up you if you're clever. Uh, can I give a real one? Yeah, give a real one. Oh, for Mae Johnson, first lady Marine. Okay. See, now, now you're Does she live in the ocean? She uh, does. Shoot. So I got to give Marine like Marine life answers. Well, yeah, uh, top, top Marine. Animals. Just Marines. Oh, I'm I'm sucking at this. Hold on. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go while you think. Um, okay. How about the flying fish? I think I have to throw that out there. Just I feel like it's kind of standard. So uh, flying stuff. Would this count as marine life? That baby hippo at the Ohio Zoo, Fiona. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay. That well. uh, obviously sperm whale. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I get that one. Okay. I'm not going to get the badge. Ugh. Well, so my next one, I'm do, I'm doing SEALs. They're like, uh, which doesn't make any sense because that would also be Navy, technically Department of the Navy. But I'm talking about the ones that look like uh, little Labradors without ears. I like those SEALs. <laughs> oh, uh, I already have a top one. Okay, what do you I- got? I'm probably dating myself. Andre the Seal? I have no oh. idea. <laughs> so you're, you're, going like, you're going to very specifics. <laughs> like, I'm not going for, like, uh, Crush from Nemo, but I do like sea turtles. You know, like, my second one is sea turtle. Oh, well, I'm basing this off a semi-well-received 1994 feature film. <laughs> Where? No, right, nobody? So been off of, uh, what's, what is it, Free Willy? But the Seal version? Pretty much, honestly. Yeah, that's what it was. Man, how, how bad am I fucking up this game? No, you're doing good. Uh, you officially, you got the soups list, so congratulations. Liar. Uh, my <laughs> last one is, is anglerfish because um, I've read, I saw like a horror thing on like Discovery Channel. And apparently when you mate with an anglerfish, like right afterwards, the woman eats the man. And I mean, what uh, like that's a great way to go out. You know, you mate, you just get devoured <laughs> by your woman. I got to say, it's really not that bad. It's the way to go. It's a good way to go out, in my opinion. Well, yeah, we're going to get that in the mail to you. Well, actually, we're going to have uh, General Silveria, who is a three-star. He's a superintendent. We'll have him send you a soups pin. Um, so, yeah. Any more questions? Uh, my only question was, when Barstool sends you places, is it awkward turning down hotel rooms so you can like sleep in a tent in the alley? 
It's super awkward. Um, we're actually going to San Francisco on Wednesday and um, just sleeping bag in it, you know? Yeah, so you got to. People tell us, no, that's weird, and um, it's just the way we're comfortable. So <laughs> we'll be hanging with the seals by the bay. Whatever yeah. gets you to sleep at night. Indeed. Oh. I have one more, one more uh, actual just question where I'm just kind of fan fangirling now. Uh, anything happen at Flea Week? Any of the Marines hit on you, and then you just like put them in their place? Oh my God! Wait. So yes, I do have a good story about this. And there was a Navy diver. I think yeah, he was a Navy diver. He was in the tank, and as a joke, I wrote a couple digits. Actually, I wrote all of them except for one of <laughs> my phone number backwards on the tank. Well, I didn't think anything of it. It was super quick. It got erased. I guess he had like a little watch on where you can just use your finger to write. So he copied it down and then he texted every single final digit until he got me. Oh my God. And I could, I was responded cause he like, he like put in information. So I was like, Oh my God, this is really the guy. And I'm at the office. And so of course all the guys at the office, like you have to text this guy back. You have to text this guy so I kind of was like, oh, maybe he's like really into me if he's taking all this effort. Um, but I was like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm not going out tonight. But so right away, I thought he was going to be like, no, please come out. He's like, all right, well, where can I meet some other chicks here? <laughs> like, Is that not like the epitome of a military guy's mindset? Like he sees that enough numbers on the on the tank just taking like the only chance he has. He has to write all of them down as soon as possible. Yes. So I was that would have been awesome as if like, see, I feel like it could have gone that way or it would have been like, Hey, could he knew who you were and like, Hey, could you introduce me to big cat? Like, so. <laughs> uh, I get that quite a lot. I have like all these messages in my inbox and I'm like, Ooh, what's that? And that's like, uh, can you get me a job at Barstool? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can you send me a free t-shirt? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, this has been a super, super fun interview. Thank you so much. We don't want to take up, uh, any more of your time, but you have been absolutely amazing. Um, and awesome story. Great answers. Thank you for clearing up some things about the Marines with us. Um, I know we're a lot smaller um, in our following, but is there anything that you would like the cadets and the Air Force alumni to uh, to go follow or listen to or visit or anything like that? Um, Zero Block 30, Barstool's military podcast, drops every Friday. Um, and other than that, Gotta go follow the duffel blog, but no, nothing in particular. And just big fan of Air Force. Uh, <laughs> things that are much more intelligent than myself. Uh, you guys are flying around out there. But we definitely one of the things that we talk about is we don't focus enough on it. We always Army, Marines, Army, Marines. So we really would love to have you guys on. Um, and I know a lot of our followers are asking us more about the Air Force and stuff too. So and Coast Guard too. So. Um, so roll your chair force chairs over here and, and we'll have to do a, an opposite podcast. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank That'd you. Be so great. Much. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you guys. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you so much to, uh, Miss Barstool Kate for that awesome interview. Um, really professional. We got in there with her and it was like, she was ready to go electric from the very start. And we were just kind of like being idiots. Yeah, it's it's funny because what's that our fourth interview? Yeah, and like most of the guys previously we knew personally in some regard. Yeah, and so it's like not only is do we never talk to her before, but it's like she does this for a living. So hopefully we don't screw it up too bad. And I think it actually went decent. Yeah, it sounded. I mean, I thought it was good. I don't know. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Uh, again, thank you so much to her uh, for doing it. It was a lot of fun, and hopefully we can work together again in the future. Uh, now the agenda for our podcast today 
let's get it out there. This news kind of came out after we recorded our podcast last week, so we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Air Force football, still without a, a named defensive coordinator. Uh, what do we do? We throw on our hats in the rings? I think that's the only logical conclusion. So you heard it here first. Commissioner okay. Archie, FNBA podcast. We officially would like to be uh, the defensive coordinator for the Air Force Falcons. Do you want to do an audio resume for uh, for Coach Calhoun right now? I mean, we know he's listening, so we might as well. Okay, Coach. Here's how we're going to sell ourselves to you. First of all, we went to four years of Falcon football games. How many people can say that? Very few. I played, personally, intramural flag football, so that's a good thing. I quit football in ninth grade when I was told I wouldn't be the starting quarterback, so... That's true. Well, Yeah, okay. So we like that, too. But we have a defensive mindset. Um, I used to lock my door all the time, uh, so that way my roommate can come in to my room. So defensive personality. And I'm constantly blocking out the haters, so... Yep. Yep, we are constantly blocking uh, DMs from people who say that they don't like us. So, uh, and what are we uh, coordinating? How do you, like, what about coordinator? I threw a pretty pretty good kegger one time. That's, um, that takes a lot of coordination. That does take coordination. I Also, I can s- juggle. <laughs> my strategy in NCAA football 2008 was uh, if I ever lost the ball, I'd switch to the, be the player. I'd switch to be the other team and then run backwards and get a safety and then switch back to my team so I'd get more points. Um, I would just turn off my PlayStation 1. <laughs> all great uh, features that you want for your defensive coordinator. And I know a way that we can get uh, the listeners and the followers involved. How's that? Our Twitter is always open. Please at us. And every during every play, you can tweet. Pretty much we're going to have a poll what kind of uh, play you want, and then you can pick it. Anything from punt return on first down to an all-out blitz on fourth and ten. Yep, so we're going to have to take a lot more than three timeouts, probably – uh, 10 or 12 a drive but it's I think it'll work and I think that we have a bright future and, and what that does is it puts the game it puts the academy football back into the taxpayers hands is really <laughs> just what it does the people getting the people involved yeah so I'm I'm proud about that in all, um, in all seriousness though Kamish what what are your thoughts on did you see the interview with uh, coach Calhoun basically saying like just doing a classic um Olay to the question he was asked, just saying how they're focused on getting ready for the season when they said, like, why isn't there a defensive coordinator? Yeah, because it's like, don't worry about it. And it's one of the, it's, for, I don't know why, the media that covers uh, Falcon football get just gets under my nerves because they want to have it both ways. And I'm, I mean, I'm not going to, like, dump on the, the publication as a whole right now, but there's such a weird thing that goes on in Colorado to where uh, the, basically the Colorado Springs Gazette is what it is because of the Air Force Academy. And what I mean by that is anytime that there's a large breaking story about the military, about something like that, they get to cover it and they get to break it. And so they spend so much time talking about the negative stuff about the Academy. And then they have people who come on with those like, like Gazette uh, press credentials and they want to talk Academy sports and they're not really invested in it, and it just bothers me. And this is just from, like, kind of the inside perspective. I'm not looking at it objectively. I know that. I'm looking at this as a former cadet and a current uh, a Falcon fan. Um, I just don't feel like we get the love that, like, other, um, that other like, hometown publications give to their colleges and teams and things like that. And so that's really just what bothers me about it is how they gave them a really, really hard time. It's going to be fine. 
They don't need to have a defensive coordinator named. We we know how our defensive set is run. And if Coach Calhoun's trying something else new, then so be it. So let him yeah. live. People don't think triple reverse passes are going to work on third and eight, but it works multiple times every season. Yeah, exactly. It fails a lot too, but that's beside the point. Yeah, um, I do like the idea, though, that, um, and I know this wasn't him, but just the way like he looks kind of when he's when he's being asked those questions. I like the idea that he potentially, it never even crossed his mind that he needed to replace <laughs> our old defensive coordinator who went to, I can't remember where he went. I, I know he went to the NFL. I think he went to the Raiders or something like that. But just, like, what if it just never crossed his mind? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. But, but what if there is something that's, like, revolutionary about this, that instead of having a coordinator, we just have all these position coaches and then he just makes the calls? I mean, it's not the craziest idea. I don't know... It certainly wouldn't give us an advantage on defense, but I think that, uh, I don't know, could we, does that mean we'd have, like, is there a salary cap on coaches, or, like, I, I have no idea. I don't know what. I don't know, maybe, we can, but... maybe we can pay our players more if we don't hire people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll we can afford more uh, Two extra strips. meals. <laughs> yep, more chicken strips. Um, yeah, so that's, that's really the big news that's been coming out uh, about Air Force football. We haven't heard too much else do you have any any further thoughts on that um no not really just i might be maybe i should know this but does uh does coach calhoun call the plays for the offense i mean we have an offensive coordinator but i believe dude we gotta get a football player on here soon uh just to ask because this is here's the thing we really do follow it closely and uh i know we sound like not sports guys by trying to convince you that we are sports guys but uh these are just like the little things that when you actually start to talk about it on like a podcast or something, you're like, huh, how does that work? It's also like and, I, I haven't had football brain for the past like six months, so I'm trying to condition my football brain again to get ready to go for the season. Yeah, so I'm going to kind of talk myself into how this probably works. What I'm assuming is they all work together, and he gets recommendations at the beginning of the season about their offensive package. He kind of okays it, like looks it over, and then when they get into game time, the coaches worry about the coaches coordinator calls the plays and then coach Calhoun can override him or make big decisions like whether to go for it on fourth based on recommendations from the booth or from the coaches or whatever that's what I'm guessing happens and so if he's doing that on defense then that's it's just as well I don't know yeah sounds right to me yeah cool so uh kind of rolling we're I mean we're still talking about football kind of for the original thing that it was invented it was a really confusing way of saying something so we invented this segment, the next one, Behind Enemy Lines for football. So that way we could spy on the other academies, go behind enemy lines, see what they're doing, so that way we can take back or retain, depending on the year that it is, the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. Uh, do you have something that's football-related for Behind Enemy Lines? I do, in fact. Let's hear it. So uh, Navy Athletics is cutting their budget due to like a budget crunch or something going on. That's what Na- I read in the title. You heard it here first. Navy is cutting their budget due to a budget cut. <laughs> Navy Athletics is cutting their budget. Yeah. Um. I'll be honest. I've been to that campus. They spend way too much on their athletic program anyways. Yeah, I don't see it really affecting them much, to be honest. Yeah, they have a, like, gigantic alumni program. They'll find the money from wherever. And what, I mean, what could they possibly be cutting anyways? I don't think they're going to. Well, no, actually, you did say it. What was it? You said it was sprint football? No, I didn't say anything. I, I can try and do a little it. bit more research. No, uh, I read the I title. You, I don't know. Well, now I don't want to be wrong, but if it is sprint football, then 
that's one of those things. So Navy has all these like weird things, like these weird sports, uh, and kind of like extra teams that Air Force doesn't have. Like, I'm pretty sure they have like a JV lacrosse team. Positive, they have a D1 women's lacrosse team. They have like, well, they don't. But see, then they have a few trade offs. Like they don't have a a, a D1 hockey team. Um, I think their, like, sailing team is D1, but I don't know if they have rifle and, like, whatever else. Um, but they do have a sprint football team that's, I'm pretty sure, given IC, whatever their equivalent of IC status is. Yeah. It's, like, undersized guys playing 7-on-7? Seven seven? I think it's, like, under, some, somewhere, like, under 180 pounds. Yeah. Something like that. So it's, like, small, it's, that's exactly what it is. It's sprint football. It's just, like, faster. Um, yeah. So I guess that, see... The thing that sucks about that, like, real talk, as a cadet, imagine, like, going there and that's, like, your thing that you do with your buddies and then all of a sudden just gets cut. Like, yeah, that'd be bad. I feel for them. That sucks. So, hopefully they can, I don't know. We don't know if that's actually what, what they cut. But... Yeah, dude, we're talking straight out of our asses tonight, and I love it. Um, hey, I got one, though, for Behind Enemy Lines. Okay. So, normally, like I said, it's just Army and Navy. Today, I'm going all-out blitz against the media. Because SB Nation put out an article talking about, and the title of it is Military Service Academy Football Quickly Explained. First of all, you give us your full undivided attention if you want to talk about Service Academy Football. This is smash mouth triple option, brother. Second of all, of course, here's how the article opens up. Army and Navy square off in one of the most famous rivalries in college football and both compete with the Air Force in the three-pronged Commander-in-Chief's Trophy race every season. As usual, an afterthought for the best team, who has the most Commander-in-Chief's trophies. What an absolute joke. I, it's The whole thing, too, and I'm going to get into this later on. This is just me warming up. We already started talking football. The can of worms has been opened. It's asinine that we are not in given a chance to play in that Army versus Navy game. And I understand the tradition, but guess what? There's always room for new traditions, and we have just as much history with these teams uh, as, not necessarily as they do with each other, but we have just as much history with these teams, and if, at the end of the day, it's a huge patriotic, like, chest-thumping thing. It's It has nothing to do with Army versus Navy. If we got us in the mix, the, the only thing that they would be angry about is the fact that we come out and yeah. win every year. Yeah, we gotta figure out a way to, to make a change. Yeah. So that's our thing. If we were in charge of the AOG, like, obviously we'd be busy because we're also going to be the defensive coordinators, <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. <laughs> and here's the other thing. The Coast, oh, the Coast Guard, I forget about them. Uh, the Coast Guard has a college football team, too. Do they? That's what it says. Is that just what it says at the end? Is... Yeah, it says it. Well, that's it. Oh, and it says uh, their mascot is Swole. Okay. Moving on. And then, well, okay, well now, now I'm reading it. Uh, but what about the Marine Corps? Well, the Marine Corps are a separate branch. They do not have Which a brings me to my favorite uh, meme that you'll see around Army-Navy time when there's a Army helmet and a Navy helmet, and it says, like, why doesn't the Marine have a football team, question mark? Because they're too busy fighting to keep these guys safe. And it's like, ah, <laughs> maybe that whole, like, also, uh, maybe you should kind of know well, what you're and then part I, of. I, the best part too is because they always do those, um, those like not thirty for thirty, the whatever, the all or nothing kind of things with uh, the Naval Academy. They love doing those with them, and they talk to half the guys, and like half of them are going to Marine in the Marine Corps. So it's like, 
the, it's pretty much the Navy, the Naval Academy. Not to mention they wear, like, Marine-style uh, uniforms half the time. Dude, and then this article goes on to talk even about the Space Force. Who is this clown? Let's call it a hit on this guy. Richard Johnson. Dick Johnson? Seriously? <laughs> Dick Johnson is talking Academy Athletics. All right, this is a joke. This is the most ridiculous podcast we've ever done. All right, let's move on. Let's do the audio meme. So audio meme, uh, it's something we started doing where we get to talk about the memes that we make uh, when we want to go a little more in depth. This week, the the meme, it wasn't even a meme, it was just a screenshot of a tweet. Uh, the big news that came out in the Forbes magazine was that Kylie Jenner is a self-made billionaire. Um, insane. Absolutely Banana insane factory. Comment. Uh, so I tweeted... Kylie Jenner being, and this isn't even like perfect quote, but whatever. Kylie Jenner being made called, <laughs> Kylie Jenner being called a self-made billionaire is like saying the kid whose dad is a three-star general got into USAFA with good grades. Um, I guess I'll insert a laugh track. <laughs> Actually, I don't even have a laugh track in our editing software. To, like peek behind the curtain because I've looked for something like that and I can't find one. But uh, ha 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 ha. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Um. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mean anything by that. Uh, you didn't? But, well, I didn't mean anything like disparaging against kids with dads with three stars. But I have always noticed, too, is that the kids with um, high-ranking dads are always, like, excellent students and pilots anyways. So. Yeah, it is just kind of funny. And we we know a, the probably the vast majority of them earned their way regardless, but it is still funny. Yeah, I, I did never realize that. Well, I mean, I guess I did realize it, but it's funny. There's a few, like, first families of Yusafa kind of thing, and I don't think that any of them necessarily did get in, uh, you know, just based on the merits of, like, siblings or whatever, but there's a few guys, and it's like, oh, yeah, my cousin, like, I'm a wrestler. There was, there was like, a wrestling family, like, our year, and there's, like, five kids, and all of them were wrestlers, and they spanned, like, ten years. <laughs> And then, like, oh, yeah, I had a cousin who did this. Like, oh, my cousin's a teacher. and all this other You got to feel so, bad for the one weirdo uh, from the family that either doesn't want to go or doesn't get in somehow. Yeah, it's like, you went to Harvard, loser. <laughs> that was kind of lame, actually. <laughs> that was a lame audio meme. I'm sorry. We just kind of restated it. I, didn't, I thought we would have more to hash out, but, yeah, it is what it is. Um, last thing, I'm going to let you introduce it. Okay. We haven't talked about this segment in a while but commish yep. you know what i didn't get what at jack's valley when they would make you take shifts doing tent guard duty you'd sit outside a tent with a fake rifle taking shifts throughout the entire night between your little flight protecting who against what can you fill in the blank no, I can't, because it's like, when you go to basic training, and like BCT, you're be, the purpose of you is being broken down to be built back up. And so if you are basically being told that you're trash every day, like, I mean, of course, like when you go to speed, or, or to speed just from like, DVs and stuff, they tell you how awesome you are, but on a daily basis, your cadre are telling you that you're awful, you're too, like, bad at everything that you do, and all of a sudden... You're supposed to be the protector of your entire flight with the fake rifle. You're supposed to go out and stop bears from coming in and like ravaging <laughs> Tent City. I really give me a break. There are some very so. funny stories that come from Tent Guard duty, though. Like the kids who had 
walk into the woods and just lay down. And they'd just they'd go from sleeping in their cot to sleeping in the woods. I think that is what it's for. But it's like like just have a, I don't know, just have a cadre do it. Like what if here's one thing cuz I I never worked as a like uh as a flight cadre or squadron cadre or whatever. I just worked the courses. And so I never got to hear exactly about this. Did do you think the cadre actually relied on those tent guards like hey what are we, like there's been a bear sighting what are we gonna do oh don't worry we got <laughs> tent guards on them like, oh, okay good <laughs> like, yeah that's our first yeah i can't imagine defense. uh they really care too much about that not to mention they just have cell phones and they're probably just catching up on whatever they missed during the day that about wraps up i think what we got um if you want to go ahead and give us minutes, yeah so uniform, of the, uniform of the day you can day. find everything you need fascinate below average related at fastneatbelowaverage.com. Spell average AVG for me. So fastneatbelowavg.com. We didn't want to pay for the full domain name. It was too expensive. Um, yeah. Really expensive. Insanely expensive. And you guys don't buy enough t shirts for us. We got a lot of good stuff on there t shirts, obviously, hats, the bottle opener slash shotgun coin, which I know Kamish is stoked about. Um, Needlepoint belt pre-orders are closed. We will have some available for sale in a few months, but uh, probably maybe not. So just go look, what, see what you got to get. Go get it. Okay, yeah, see you. We will talk to you guys. So yeah, I can be a pilot at the Air Force Academy. I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. Some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air.